0: Yo, 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 good evening and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode 174 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. I know I've been away for a long while on a long hiatus. You know, life happens, so that's why you haven't heard from me in quite some time. But I hope to be gr- um, gracing you with my voice again, talking about sports in the next couple of months, as now I am back. And I'm going to start off my return to the podcast here with some NFL and NBA talk. Just the recent happenings that are going on in both the NBA and the NFL. And we'll talk some UFC, as this Saturday will be UFC 291, Dustin Poitier versus Justin Gagey 2. A rematch of their fight they had a couple of years ago, which is a classic. And I'm going to close with some boxing. And I'm very excited about this, as most fight fans are. As Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford, the two best fighters and the welterweight division, probably arguably in boxing, will be squaring off for the unified welterweight championship. I'll give you my takes, analysis, and predictions coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. Alright, now without further ado, let's get episode 174 started. I'm going to start my opening takes in the NFL. We are less than a month away before preseason football begins. And a month and a half away from the 2023-2024 NFL season. And already some moves have been made in the offseason. Let me start off with the latest moves. This one's at quarterback. The Los Angeles Chargers signed their franchise quarterback Justin Herbert to a five-year, $262 million extension, making him the richest quarterback in the NFL. This, of course, surpassed Jalen Hurts, who got $255 million extension, and Lamar Jackson, who got a $260 million extension. Now, nobody, everybody knew that this was going to happen. It wasn't a question of if, but when. I mean, Justin Herbert has been balling out since he got in the NFL. I mean, his first three seasons are the, are the best for a quarterback to start off his NFL career. He's the only NFL player in history to pass for 4,000 yards in his first three seasons. He's passed for 25 touchdowns or more also in his first three seasons. And he's and he's at the most passing yards in his first three seasons, 14,089. Of course, this doesn't always amount to winning. I mean, Justin Herbert, as a starter, is 25 and 24 in 50 starts and 49 starts. So now the Chargers are now banking on Justin Herbert to take them to the promised land. But really, there's no excuse now for the Chargers I mean they got all the um school positions completed on offense you got Austin Ekelar their running back and he he gives them both running and passing you have the wide receivers Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and you got Gerald and you got Gerald Levert I, I probably said that wrong but sorry um at, 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 the, at the tight end position. And on defense, you know, you got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. You got Doran James, their strong um, strong safety. Of course, for Joey Bosa, he needs to stay, be able to stay healthy. So now it's time f- for the Chargers to figure out how to dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why they're paying him all his money. To not only get past the chance that he but to win some division titles and win some playoff games. Of course, last year was Justin Herbert's first playoff appearance against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they had a 27-point lead in the first half and blew and blew the lead and lost the game. So, if you're going to pay a guy $262 million, it's time to start winning some playoff games, some division titles and Super Bowls another guy who just got paid Aaron Rodgers he signed a two year $75 million contract with the Jets in other words basically Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut because he was supposed to pay like a total of $110 million but it's all about winning the Super Bowl And that's the only thing the Jets have on their mind. And that's the only thing Aaron Rodgers has on his mind. Because anything less than a Super Bowl is a disappointment. So, and Aaron Rodgers has no excuses. I mean, they have all the skill positions received and they have a top five defense that Robert Sala has put together beautifully. So now it's time for the offense To hold up their end of the stick. And it's not going to be easy. Because they're in a pretty tough division. With at least Miami and Buffalo. Being the top two. And New England. Who knows what's going to come of them. So. Can't wait to see what the Jets do. This upcoming season. And Saquon Barkley. Who had threatened to sit out. After negotiations for a new contract did not um, make a breakthrough, as the side sign the franchise tag worth $11 million, so they only gave him like a one million dollar upgrade from the franchise tag that they were, that they signed him to, which was 10 million. But of course, all this basically shows is with that how the league has, you know, devalued the running back position. take take for example the situation with Josh Jacobson Las Vegas I mean he's been balling out since he came in the league and now it's time for him to get paid and they're not willing to pay him what he's worth now obviously that the Las Vegas Raiders haven't been paying attention to my San Francisco 49ers and hear me out when I say this they have Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. Now Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He can make the throws. And he wins games for you. But the part I guess. Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Didn't pay attention to. Is one of the reasons why Jimmy Garoppolo was successful. With my San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers had a running game. To complement Jimmy Garoppolo. Now some are going to argue that that's the only reason he was able to win games because of the running game. And that's partially true. But Jimmy Garoppolo was able to win some games for the 49ers as well on his arm. So here you have Josh Jacobs. A top 10 running back. And yet you don't want to pay this guy? I mean... Jimmy Garoppolo was going to benefit greatly from Josh Jacobs so all I got to say is it's time to pay that man now at least you know the Giants at least paid Saquon Barkley even though it wasn't what he wanted but it's good that he got signed and got into camp (laughs) because he is a vocal part of the Giants offense because if he did um, went through on that threat of sitting out I believe they'd have, they'd, they'd have been shaking their head and beating their head against the wall why they pay Daniel Jones that kind of money and yet he can't get it done without Saquon Barkley. But as I, as I stated earlier the running back position has been devalued and it's time for these running backs to maybe start maybe their own running back union outside the NFL union try to figure out a way to change the tide. Because I get it, the NFL is a pass-happy league. But still, the running back is still an integral part of the offense. The running back is a quarterback's best friend. That means that the quarterback doesn't have to do it all. That means he can be a good safety blanket for a lot of teams. I mean... Besides Derrick Henry, I get it, there ain't a lot of backs like him, or like the old days of an Emmitt Smith, a Joe Morris, a Barry Sanders, but still. Also, bruising backs have a um less, I mean, they get hurt too, but these scat backs that it seem like the NFL's catering toward, they're more likely to get hurt than running backs that are built like Derrick Henry. I mean, it's I, I get it. You know, scat back, you, you want a back that can run and catch the ball. But you also want a back that takes the pressure off the quarterback or when the, or when you're in a big lead, have the running back just wind down the clock. And let's just say the passing game isn't working. The running game could be a fallback as well that way your team is not one dimension so I don't know what these so whatever these running backs have to do whether they start their own union or they start their own group you know all you know come together and say we're not getting paid what we're worth we're being you know shafted maybe you know be a collective sit out a seat sit out you know a season or half a season until they get what they want but these running backs need to um Start showing these owners that, look, we are just as part of an uh, integral part of our offense, of, of, of a team's success as a quarterback. Now for some, uh, in other NFL news, dude, it's of course, it's uh, off season training camp. And of course, unfortunately, you're going to have some injuries. We had um, two big injuries to two of the biggest stars in this league. Joe Burrow, who's supposed to be next in line to get paid to join Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts. He went down with a calf injury during practice. He was rolling out to his his right and then pulled up all of a sudden. They're calling a calf strain. And he's going to be out a couple of several weeks. Of course, then what is several weeks, two weeks, three weeks? Is it possible he's out until week one? Which if that's the best case scenario, then I'd say send him out. I mean, you have three preseason games. You you want to make sure he's 100% before the season starts because The Cincinnati Bengals is one of your top contenders. And some have um, even believed that they're one of the few teams that are capable of um, overthrowing the Chiefs this season. Another big star that went down was Jalen Ramsey, who was just recently acquired by the Miami Dolphins. Now, he was supposed to be that guy that helped stable their secondary. He went down with a meniscus injury. And of course he just had surgery on it. But they say he's he's going to be out until December. That's a huge blow. I mean, he just now coming over there and he's supposed to be a big part of their plans this season. And of course they got Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive coordinators out there running your defense. And now you're going to be out one of your big pieces. It's gonna be interesting to see how this injury plays out for the Miami Dolphins defensively. That's kind of that's kind of sad because I was hoping to see some Jalen Ramsey and Stephon Diggs, you know, battle it out. But you know, maybe I have to look at the schedule again. Maybe they may have a game where Jalen Ramsey will be able to come back and we'll be able to see that battle. That's it for the NFL. Now, to the NBA. Now, the only, the only big thing that's happened recently was Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. He signed the richest contract in NBA history. Five years, $304 million. Now, of course, they still got um, Jason Tatum there, so that one-two punch is still together. And of course they added Porzingis to the mix and letting G, I mean Marcus Smart walk in free agency. Now while this is good for the Boston Celtics now it's time for Jalen Brown and company to take the Boston Celtics back to the promised land. They haven't won a championship since 2008, so it's so it's time for Jay, for Jalen Brown, type Jason Tatum and company to validate this contract, not just by being a good regular season team, but a good postseason team as well. Now they've been getting there, but now it's time for them to, uh, to go even further and close the deal. Now let's move on to UFC! UFC 291 happens this Saturday. And we have a rematch of a fight that happened two years ago between Dustin the Diamond Portier and Justin the Highlight Gagey. Now these two men fought two years ago at UFC Fight Night. And it was probably one of the best fights of that year. I mean, both men were at it. I mean, Portier got, the you know, his stand-up, you know, was what helped him prevail in this fight. You know, he, he got some good shots in there. Gagey, I mean, he hung in there. I mean, he was he was leg-kicking him to death. But pretty much Gagey couldn't put the rest of his arm um, game together. You know, he couldn't put the stand-up game together. And he's usually a good wrestler. In that first fight, he did not make one attempt to try to take Portier down. The fight was stopped on a TKO when Portier started unloading on Gagey. and Curb Dean had to stop the fight. Now, I personally believe that this fight's going to be a little different than before. Well, I think it's I think it's going to go f- all five rounds. I was going to go five rounds. Of course, it went four last time, but I think it'll go five this time. Because I believe that both men are going to come out there ready to um, go to war. For Gage, he needs to make sure he puts everything together. The leg kicks, the stand-up, and go for some takedowns. Portier said that he was actually nervous about this fight. So that might mean something. Is it possible he thinks he's going to lose? Is he? Does he think he's not prepared this time around? Either way, it could be one of the best fights of the year. But I'm going to go ahead and go with um Justin Gagey to win this fight. Setting up a trilogy. So I think Gagey puts it all together the second time around. I think, it'll be a, I think it'll be a decision, but I engage he comes out on top. And now to end it with boxing. To say I'm excited about this is an understatement. I think most boxing fans who who listen would actually agree with me. We getting the fight. That we've been we've been asking for. Kudos to both Oral Spence Jr. and Bud Crawford for for going around the promoters and making this fight happen. These two are the best fighters in the welterweight division, and arguably the two best fighters out there right now. As I've said in previous podcasts. Boxing needs this fight. Why does boxing need this fight, you ask? These are the two, these two fighters are in their primes. They're both undefeated. Orrell Spence, 28-0 in, in, in with 22 knockouts. Terrence Bud Crawford, 39-0 with 30 knockouts. And not only that, these guys are in their primes. We're getting these guys in their primes. Crawford is 35, Spence is 33. At least we were, unlike Mayweather versus Pacquiao, we got that fight five years too late. There was a chance those two guys had to fight each other when they were in their primes. But they, didn't let a lot of, they didn't let a lot of stupid stuff get in the way you know money you know Floyd Mayweather accusing um, Pacquiao of you know juicing up so he, he wanted to um, push for Olympic style drug testing and all this stuff got in the way and when they finally fought the interest was, the interest was just not there they were both at the tail end of their careers but now with Spence and Crawford you got these guys right there at the peak and I'm it this, this, this is a hard fight to predict going back and forth I mean 50-50 I don't even know if I want to make a prediction here but i just give you what, what I see Oral Spence is, is, is actually the bigger fighter of the two I mean he's got he's good he's good with the jab I mean he packs up he packs a hard punch and he's one and he's one of those guys that he gets to the if he gets he gets to your body he's gonna beat it up For Terrence Crawford he I mean he just has the tools. I mean, both these guys are southpaws, but Terence can switch to, you know, fighting right-handed. He's great at, you know, creating distance. I mean, both these guys have great boxing IQs. So I think it's going to what's going to ha- what's going to probably decide this fight is who makes a mistake one mistake actually could be the difference between winning and losing. Now, both these guys have fought a few similar opponents. I mean, both of them fought, you know, Cal Burke, I mean Brock, and both of them fought Sean Spence. Sean Porter, I'm sorry. Sean Porter gave both these guys all they could handle. I mean, I mean, when he fought Bud Crawford, he actually was winning the, the the first part of that fight, because you know um, Crawford did bounce back and then finally knocked him down twice before the fight had to be stopped. But Orel, when he fought Orel Spence, he was going from back and forth. It was an even. It was an even fight. Porter could have won that fight as well. But once when 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 he got when he got knocked down by Spence. That was it. So I believe for these fighters, who makes the first major mistake could be the key. Now, I, pers- I personally believe that Oral Spence is going to have to get inside of Crawford. I mean, yeah, he's got the jab and everything, but he's going to have to get inside and work the body. And that's, not, and that's gonna be hard to do because Terrence Crawford is good at creating space and distance and he's got the speed I mean for Crawford I mean I just think he just needs to just you know get, get in and get out you know without you know allowing Spence to get to the body you know stick move you know hit him distance don't let him get don't let him get close to him I personally believe this fight is going to go to distance I think anything less than eight rounds would be a disappointment now if there is a knockout I believe it'll happen somewhere between the tenth round and even the last round as I stated I'm, since this fight happened, I mean, we were told this fight was going to happen. I, I was, I've been 50-50 i I've been back, forth. Because I mean, I have nothing but respect for these two fighters. The fact that we get to see this fight in our lifetime, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly awesome. I mean what I I was leaning towards Spence then I was leading toward Crawford so now I'm just gonna go ahead and just be brave and go out on a limb I believe this fight will be a 12 round split decision I'm gonna take Terrence Bud Crawford 12 round split decision and I hope no matter who wins this fight there's a rematch clause in there. Because if we get the fight that I believe and most fight fans believe we're going to get chances are we're going to want to see it again. Alright, well that concludes episode 174 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for downloading. I appreciate it very much. I hope to be great, great gracing you with my voice over the next couple of months through the um, football season coming up here. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, and wherever you stream your podcasts from. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sports 13 And you can also follow my Facebook page, Sports Takes Glory with Gabe. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, downloading. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the fights. And I'll talk to you again next week.